This episode is brought to you by CEP Compression Australia. CEP Compression brings the user more energy, greater endurance, and enhanced performance during activities. For a discount at CEP, use the following code online, local legends in running. Welcome to the Local Legends in Running podcast, where you hear the stories of local legends in the Australian running community that you've simply always wanted to hear. In this new spin-off series, Road to Noosa, Paul Goulet, Brooke Williams, and myself, Ollie Jones, join the podcast to discuss our training leading into the Noosa Runaway Marathon Festival in May. With Brooke and I in the half and Paul in the marathon, we discuss all things training weeks, nutrition, footwear, mental strategies, and everyday life surrounding our running leading up to the event. We hope you enjoy this spin-off series from the regular Local Legends in Running podcast interviews. The, the look, but um, yeah, I'm, de- I'm definitely comfortable. Never done this okay. like uh, in this position before. That's <laughs> Excellent. Good. Anyway, um, yeah, let's make a start. So, yeah, a bit of a spin off, a new series here for the local legends in running podcast. And for a bit of context, it is the 3rd of March, 8 02 pm here in Brisbane. And uh, I'm joined by Paul Goulet, another Queenslander and a Brisbaner, and uh, also. Brooke Williams from Baruga, New South Wales, two guests that are featured on the show. Uh, and ironically, Brooke and I had a very similar thought a number of days ago about <laughs> um, creating a bit of a road to Noosa, a runaway Noosa marathon festival with Brooke and I both in the half. Again, we were next to each other last year to a degree uh, and didn't really know each other until we did the podcast the other month. And Paul at the moment, signed up for the full marathon um a bit of a story for you before we make a start i actually i thought um noosa was in uh april not may when we had that discussion oh. as in like six weeks away i think you mentioned six weeks too so potentially thinking this would have started a bit later um so i thought oh. sweet yeah let's get let's get it going and message paul and, <laughs> and confirm with you i'm like hang on this thing's about 12 weeks away so we do sit here yeah. i think it is about 12 weeks away and we'll just work yeah. out how often we do it, at least, I think, every two weeks leading in. Um, and I will officially welcome the co-host now, not a, not a guest anymore. Um, so officially welcome to to Brooke, who you must be back in Baruga. You're still in Canberra after the World Cross Trials. Um, yeah, back home now. Yep. Yep. So getting ready for a new week. Yeah, good. And how are you after the run? 
yeah, I felt all right. A bit stiff yesterday, but, um, but yeah, um, it, it's just like sometimes going to these races, like it's just, you know, when you just finish a race, it takes you a bit to like process. Yeah. It always takes me a couple of days or maybe I just have delayed processing, but <laughs> I usually have a couple of beers after and then, yeah, then i just have a good think about it. But, um, but yeah, it was really good. No, that's great. We'll come back to that in a bit more detail because we'll talk about it uh, as part of some updates, news wise, running wise, and uh, and you are of course in the female race, so it'd be great to hear it from it firsthand. Because I will welcome the other guest, uh, Paul, also in Brisbane. It is eight o'clock for us and nine for Brooke. Uh, how are you going, Paul? Welcome. Yeah, thanks, Ollie. Yeah, it's good to be back on and chatting to you again. So yeah, and um, um, I believe you haven't had a run today. That's pretty rare for you on a Sunday. Yeah, it's actually not too bad because this has been a down week for me. So I think I've run about seventy five k's this week. So uh, on the back of a lot of big, a lot of big weeks. So I think the last sort of couple of months I've maybe averaged somewhere between sort of one hundred and thirty up to one hundred and sixty a week. So this was always on the on the cards to take it a bit easier. So yeah, might might leave it at that this week, but we'll we'll see. That's a massive, massive down week, isn't it? That's that's almost yeah, half, yeah, more huge. than half. Actually, I had a, a race last weekend at um, SEQ Trail Series at Bunyaville. Um, that was that was rearranged from early Feb. Um, we had all the rain in early Feb, so it got postponed. Um, so it, in a way, it probably came at a better time in the in the training program for me to 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 have a race there, but. Um, I've been dealing with a little bit of a, a niggle in the in the right glute, um, so it flares up a little bit with a bit of intensity. So yeah, it was probably a good thing to to have that down week after the race and went in for a, a massage on Friday, um, and I'll go in for another massage next about well, this coming Friday as well. So, but yeah, only three weeks to go until the Nusa eighty k. So yeah, it's probably getting close to taper time now. Wow, it's locked into the 80k Nusa and also the fall. So um, yeah, fingers crossed that you can recover and continue uh, on the podcast and on your journey to the Nusa full marathon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like I said to you, it's probably a bit a good, a good thing, accountability and commitment, jumping on and doing yeah. this podcast because it's um, it's something that I've been thinking about and now it's like, well, yeah, let's lock it in. So <laughs> There's no hiding now. Exactly. I'm committed. <laughs> There's nowhere to go. <laughs> and uh yeah, I love how your down week is my normal week. I've covered 75k <laughs> this week, but um that's a difference between you and I. And and I think that the listeners will learn about uh the variety that I guess uh they they sort of will listen to about our backgrounds and, and what we train for and and where we train. So I'm looking forward to Definitely learning more about both of you, but also the listeners as well. Um and what I'd like to actually do is just sort of set the scene in terms of backgrounds around us. I know, uh, and I mentioned that both of you were on the podcast uh, initially in the, se- the third season of the Local Legends in Running podcast, but could be worthy to uh, talk a bit more about ourselves. I'm talking things about, uh, just very quickly about running backgrounds. Uh, I-, I guess we told the story in length in the individual episodes, but just um, rattle off some p- your PBs and then also uh, goals or goal time for Noosa, um, the half, and of course the marathon. Yep. Um, so yeah, I live in the country uh, on the border of New South Wales and Victoria, and I've run the five k in sixteen fourteen, the ten k in thirty four thirty, um, and I'm hoping to just run as fast as I can, maybe maybe sub eighty minutes at Noosa, 
yeah, but um, yeah, I have a three-year-old boy as well. So juggling that and uh, country life. So yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks, Brooke. And yourself, Paul? Yeah, um, well, obviously born in Scotland. That's where the accent is. So um, <laughs> never, didn't really have a background in, in running um, growing up. I was sort of played football, like soccer, um, and really uh, moved to Australia. Been here about 14 years um, and got into running probably about seven or eight years ago. Um, and yeah, just progressively got quicker over like the any distance between five and five k in the marathon. So yeah, my, uh, PB fifteen thirty one over five k. Well, I've done a one eleven and a half and a two thirty seven in the marathon. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I wanted yeah. to hear how you train. Actually, I was interested <laughs> interested to get some tips off you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Paul, uh, clearly the quickest. I run through myself, and a bit different, I guess, on this uh, series. Me talking about uh, myself as a runner a bit more. So, five uh, k. Got the uh, Strava times up here that I've saved. It's always the seconds I forget. Sixteen thirty six for five k. That was Sandgate uh, Park Run, the annual Burt one. Thirty four thirty five was Bridge to Brisbane ten k. Couple uh, last year, and seventy six fifty five in the half for myself. Um, I grew up as a runner, wasn't great. Dad got me into running, played a heap of sport, probably too much sport, which ruined my running, progressing very far, played footy rugby union for about six, seven years after school and um, probably went out uh, with my mates too much. Didn't run for about that time at all until my mid-20s and now sort of 10 to 11 years in running again but a bit more serious definitely in the last five years and focusing very much so on the half marathon one 1650 what was it 55 last year at gold coast and just a tad slower at noosa so hopefully i can get back there at the moment but it's just so humid and hot in brisbane as mm. we speak so when i'm running thresholds they're they're not the pace i want to be at yet but that's okay and we'll talk about that in due course so yeah um, that's a bit yeah. more about me, but I want to sort of turn it quickly to, uh, Brooke and the world cross country trials. And, uh, these were down in Stromlo forest, Canberra, weren't they Brooke? Yeah. Yeah. So have you been down to see that track? No, oh, I've, so I've seen footage. It looks beautiful. It's amazing. It's like, just imagine the most perfect place to train where you could just like never get an injury or pull up sore. Like it's the most beautiful spot to to run and then when you go through like the rolling hills um there's like kangaroos that are next to it it's, it's, it's very Aussie <laughs> but um yeah it's really it's an awesome spot to to race yeah yeah so let's get to some results because I, I didn't uh sorry know a few younger runners too one went to Churchy and I was actually at school mm -hmm. with him last year as a teacher uh Churchy in Brisbane that is and Charlie Moore from Brisbane Athletics. This was the under 20 event for the boys. I believe Brooke run 8K and the girls 6K. Charlie was second to Jack Coomba. And then Kai here, oh, I think is maybe the pronunciation. He's a WA runner in 25-17, 25-21, 25-24. But these fields are stacked. Then for the girls 6K, mm. Gabby Schmidt, uh, a Queenslander actually, 21-25. Charlie Carlion, 21-30. And Emma de Jong, perhaps, or Jong. 2145 so that, that that shows the talent particularly you could probably talk to more so the elevation I, I don't think it's ridiculous but it's certainly hilly it's hilly but it's just like um it's sort of it's just more like inclines 
Yeah, like you know when you go and do like a fun run, you got those ramps like going into stadiums. It's almost like that. Like the sec, the, there's like a first little pinchy one that's really short and sharp. But then the one that gets you is the one that kind of like gradually goes up. Yeah, that one stings more than the little sharp one for some reason because I think the sharp one just has more the same distance to go downhill. Like, yeah, so it's more just like that second one. But it does get you towards the end. Like you feel it, but it's not, It's not. I wouldn't say it's like a hilly course. Yeah. Yeah, and very manicured by looks of it, like nice and predictable underfoot, very green, yeah. sort of um, looks like very narrow golfing fairways that uh, the runners to move across. Yeah. That course and like a super shoe is like the best, <laughs> the best combo ever. Yeah. It's just so nice. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So before I get to the ladies race and uh, how your experience was in the 10 K and I don't know the winner because Liam Adams, I certainly know. And Zach uh, Faccioni in a second and third place in 3009 and 3012 uh, for the men's 10 K. But have to sprint us. He's Victorian. So do you know him at all? I don't know him. No, I saw him at the race. Yeah. Um, I'm not quite sure, but there are like, there are, there is a big, it's really competitive in Victoria. Like there is a big track sort of group and culture down there that all do Vic Milers and everything like that. So um, it's hard, I don't really yeah, see a lot of them or know many of them, but yeah. Um, yeah. He won. So he beat Liam. And, um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it got pretty intense in the end. <laughs> yeah, that's um, it's just yeah, it's not such a there's so much depth at these uh, events and uh, in in the ladies, um, yeah, Paige Campbell, Melissa Duncan, Maudie Skyring, respectively, at thirty five twenty two, thirty five thirty two, and thirty five thirty eight, just shows how close these runners are. I, I think you were in at about yeah. sixth, if I'm correct. Is that right? Uh, I came eighth. Yeah, yeah. but I didn't I didn't have. I have the worst race, but <laughs> oh well. Yeah, so how'd you but go? Yeah, what time did you run? How was your experience? Pardon? How was your experience? How'd you go? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I just um I was just like hoping for a miracle, pretty much. <laughs> I had a good block leading in before the last four months. I got COVID four month four weeks ago. And then as I was coming back, I got an injury. I got a tendon injury. So I haven't really ran. I've done so like mainly cross training for the last month. I still did heaps about nine hours a week, but I don't, it's different. Running is so, so different to cross trainer. It just doesn't translate. So I just thought I'd go and um, I'd circled that one for a while. So, and I got an email um, about 10 days earlier and I, um, they was asking if I wanted to come. So I was assuming that they had low numbers. So I thought, why not? I'll just see what, you know, it was pretty um, not that competitive. Usually there's heaps of people like last year, there was, I think like 35 names on the board because it was for um, Bathurst. But, um, yeah, this was just not as competitive this year because it was Olympic year and, yeah, just like other events and stuff and poorly timed. So, yeah, I just thought I'd go and just hope that I ran well. But your body doesn't care where you run, <laughs> you know. It's just another run, another one that you bank. So I just thought might as well go down there. I'd sort of like booked everything too. So, yeah, it was just end up just being like a bit of a holiday. But. Yeah, it's always fun and like really inspiring to go to those to those ones. Yeah. Oh yeah, and can only do you wonders in terms of fitness and race experience leading into the road runs coming from a hilly grass event. Hey, Paul, have you ever yeah. made your way down that way in, the, in that direction of Canberra? I've yeah, never, I went to the trial no. last year. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paul. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I've I've never I've never been to Canberra. No, it's um it's, it's on the bucket list to go there and. 
whether it be for a holiday and a little bit like social running, but yeah, never, never made it, never made it so far. Yeah, when is someone that, told um, me that youngster, it's actually you it, sorry, someone told me that it's actually um at altitude by five hundred meters, so that's why nobody ever runs faster. Yeah, it would know. be. Yeah, Canberra <laughs> itself is is elevated and raised, and then they've got the, yeah. the mountains, and then also the the, the Alps, I believe, even higher, yeah. um, uh, closer to two k. Yeah, so don't go there for a PB. <laughs> <laughs> don't go to Canberra Marathon. Oh, yeah, and the other yeah. one too was um, Jess Hull. Do you guys see the World Indoor Champs are happening overseas as we speak, um, and Jess Hull again broke her own 3,000-meter record on the indoor track over there. Did you guys see that race? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. Um, she's amazing. She's so good. She's yeah, they're on quite, yeah. quite early, aren't they? Is it? Yeah. There's still um still races on today as well, isn't there? Last day, is it? Yeah, I think so. I believe it's a three day event. Yeah, you might be right, yeah. Paul. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, I think the three thousand meters were this morning, weren't they? Mm. No idea. Yeah. You probably I, did, right. I, I saw the results. I, I didn't I didn't see any of the any of the actual event, but I saw the results. So yeah. Yeah. She's getting closer and closer. Like she keeps coming sort of like fifth at the worlds, like all the world majors. And then this time fourth, like hopefully soon, she just nabs a medal. She's almost there. Yeah, she's the next level above. So she got the 15 and the 3K, not the 5K though, hey? No. I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure if they do the 5K, do they? I don't know. It's sort of a weird one, the indoors. Yeah. It's hard. No, yeah. It is. I think it is just... 3,000 is the top of yeah. it. Yeah. No, sorry, I mean, in terms longer. of uh, records, Australian records. She's oh, Australian yeah, she's record, got all of them. And three. Yeah. And the five, though, or not? Yeah, she's got the five. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so she's just um, going crazy at the moment. Uh, that next level above, I reckon, like competing against uh, yeah. the best at the moment. Um. Anyway, the let, one, let's... The lady who won, I really I have... I really resonate with the lady who who won. Her name's Al St. Pierre, but she um she lives on a dairy farm. <laughs> she's like from Vermont and she's yeah, like this real country cattle cattle girl. And she just had a baby. She had a baby like a year ago. So so amazing. She's and she won the gold. Yeah. So are you, really are you cool. literally on massive property, Brooke? How how large is your land? I have no idea. I don't really know much about <laughs> the farm, to be honest. <laughs> But um yeah, like uh, Riley's parents just live down the road. They're about like maybe maybe a kilometer away, but um they sort of have different paddocks everywhere. I just assumed that like when you live on a farm, it's just one big square. Nah, it's like <laughs> we'll go for a drive and like there's a random paddock and they're like, oh, that's ours. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I think yeah, it's a fair bit. Yeah, but they we're dairy farm, but they also grow the grain that they eat. So yeah. So a fair, fair bit of cows getting around. <laughs> My backyard's about six by two meters. Takes five minutes no. to mow. Very different. <laughs> we don't anyway, even use um, it. So. Yeah, let, let's get into our training. Hey, that's what we're here for predominantly. But I think it'd be great just to touch on some recent uh, running news uh, at the start of each of these. Uh, and I think if uh, we're being gentlemen here, Paul, we might let Brooke, uh, Brooke go. Yeah, yeah, let, let, let um, Brooke go. Let, let. Although that might be the scariest. <laughs> Mine will be very. First, but... 
<laughs> Mine was a taper week. So we both had low weeks, really. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Oh, it's pressure yeah. on me then. I'll go last. But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, tell us about your you're gonna have all the perfect juicy. timing, actually. To, yeah, to go into tapering, what that looks like for you. And, and uh, it was a shorter event, I guess, uh, compared to a half. So how was your tapering week? Yeah, good. I always really struggle with a taper. I don't know if you guys do either. I just feel so weird because you're not running. I just feel like something's off. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. it's a weird feeling. But um, yeah, I don't. I like to have the like t- at least two days off. But I only had one day off this week. Um, but I started with Monday. I just did three k warm up. I did six by one k reps on the oval. Um, average three thirty ones. I sort of uh, actually no. I went to the track for this one. Um, with seventy five seconds rest, and I I positive did a massive um positive split, not negative split. <laughs> I'm just like coming back from the injury. I was just had, you know, when you just have no idea where you're at with pace. Yeah. It was like 227, 228, 229. I think it was two, uh, three. No, sorry. I'm saying two. Yeah. Just breaking world records. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, 320, I think it was 327, 328, 329, um, 3, 331, 336, and 337. So after like the fourth one, I just started to like cramp up a bit um, with 75 seconds, just like walk, jog, recovery in between. Um, so I find it really hard when I'm coming back from injury because I just don't know where I'm at. So I don't know what pace to go, go at. But if I've had a few weeks of doing it, you know, when you just know like what's going to, what it's usually going to, where it's going to sit. Um, and then did a 3K cool down, then went straight into the gym and did um, cross trainer and did a bit of Pilates and core. Um, Tuesday, then my my shin actually flared up. So I had to, I was meant to run 45 minutes, but I just did cross trainer because I just couldn't, I tried to run a lap of the oval and just couldn't even run. So still like hobbling. Um, and then Wednesday had a rest. Uh, Thursday just did 30 minutes easy. Um because the race was Friday and just did a couple of strides. Um, and then Friday, yeah, had, at the race, 2K warm-up before the race, um, did the race. Um, I didn't even use my watch for the race because I just didn't want to know. <laughs> I don't really use my watch anyway for the race. I just thought I'd just go hard and see what happens. Um, and then, yeah, 2K cool down. On Saturday, jumped back on the cross trainer again. So I actually came home um, Saturday morning. I drove straight from um, Canberra. I think I left at like 6am. So I had to get my son into the car and he was like dead asleep at 6am and drove straight back, like nearly all in one go. So it was like five hour drive, came home and did cross trainer. And then um, on Sunday, yeah, today just had like 60 minutes and I just ran on the grass. So, but the injury didn't flare up for the race. So yeah. So yeah, that was my week. I like to do it in time. So I had four hours, 45 minutes of training and oh. then one Pilates. So, yeah. Yeah, right. So, and, and the Monday session, is that a normal thing for you to run a session on a Monday? Or was that because the race was Friday? Um. Yeah. Yeah, usually. If it was a half, I probably wouldn't. I probably would just do like, yeah, like um, taper from maybe Saturday. Yeah, or Sunday. But yeah, I think as I was still sort of like training through, like I was trying to like get a few weeks together. Um, so yeah, that's pretty normal though. Yeah, yeah. and your jogging pace too. So you mentioned a jog. Do you do you run to feel to a pace? What what sort of pace and effort do you jog to, Brooke? 
Yeah, anything, it just feels comfortable. Yeah, I usually try and push it towards the end. Yeah, usually it's a bit faster, but it's about like, yeah, about five-minute pace at the moment. Yeah. I don't like to look at pace when I'm coming back from injury because it's like so depressing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Hey, Paul, any questions (laughs) of Brooke about her? Her week a bit different running on Monday. Very rare for a Queenslander to do a session on a Monday. Yeah, I mean, I guess like, what's your no- what's your normal structure if you say that's obviously a down week would you normally structure your sessions on a specific day or does that change week to week um i've always for the last three years i've always done tuesday thursday saturday sessions so three sessions but i'm going to start a new thing this block where i do only two workouts and then a long run saturday and it just works out this year because um my son's in daycare monday to thursday and so like if i do a session um I like to I like to have him in care the days I do sessions. So um because then I can just be lazy <laughs> and recover, <laughs> recover. I don't have to like chase after him. So um yeah, I just found it easier because I can't do three big sessions. I find if I I've tried before to do in terms of like volume, if I'm gonna do three sessions for the week, they have to be less than like six K of total effort. Yeah. If I stretch it out to a big session that's like eight K to ten K of like total effort that's hard I can't I always something always happens with that third session I just like blow up or it just just ends up just being a like a dud session so this is the first time yeah in three years that I'm going to try the two sessions and then long run Saturday but yeah this just works out better this year Um, so you'll do the two sessions Tuesday Thursday then and then yeah sorry no I'll do Monday Thursday and then Saturday yeah yeah right yeah, more time between, but it is weird. I'm still getting used to it. I'm like, this is meant to be long run day. Like my Sunday is almost like my, um, my Monday. So it's so weird to wake up on a Sunday now and I'm just doing like a really easy run. Like I'm yeah. so used to like doing a long run. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose there's no like real right and wrong. I mean, it's just like, that's the way that most of us have structured is like the week begins yeah. on a Monday and it ends on a Sunday, but yeah. You think like yeah. people do shift work and things like that. Like obviously their weeks will need to, to change as well. So yeah. Yeah. I mean your I body guess, doesn't know. Your body yeah. doesn't like <laughs> And I guess so long as you're not doing like a, a 30k long run on a Sunday and then trying to back up with a session on the Monday, then yeah. It's yeah. Like, that'll work well for you. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that no, doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Um, how about you, Paul? Are you how have you sort of structured sessions in the week? Like in terms of when we say sessions as a, I guess, um, more uh, common and competitive runners, we normally refer to a harder run sessions to anyone doing anything fitness related might just mean they go out for a workout. But in terms of the harder runs, are you, have you been doing sort of two or three is uh, often a younger person thing, isn't it? When they're a bit more um, less, less breakable. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think I've done three sessions in a week in, in about two years. I, I don't think my body can handle that now. But um, no, like it's a bit different when you when you look at like training for an ultra as well. Um, because I'm doing the same event as I did last year, I've kind of looked at what I did in the in the block leading up to to the event last year, um, and used that as a base, but probably included a little bit more intensity this time around. Um, but rather than rather than actually look at structured sessions each week, I, I tend to more look at volume 
Um, and this is how much time I want to spend on legs this week. Um, and like I, like I said at the start, like I'm been running anywhere sort of between 130 to 160 k. So it's about finding the time that I could get those longer runs in during the week. Um, and I tend to maybe just throw in one harder session, potentially two. But it's and that's not locked in. That's not that could might might fall on a Tuesday, a Wednesday, or a Thursday, just depending on how I'm feeling. So yeah. again, I'm not not locked. I, I think that's why I actually quite enjoy as much as I do the coaching and coach others. I enjoy just being able to coach myself because I'm not then locked in. I have to have to do a session on Tuesday or have to do it on Wednesday. It's like sometimes you maybe just you wake up and um early early start at work, so I don't run first thing in the morning. I tend to run sometimes mid morning, night nine ten a.m. So if I, if I'm not feeling good that day, it's like, no, I'm just gonna take it easy. Whereas like if I'm feeling good, I'll go right. I'm gonna hit this session. So yeah, baby, yeah. more flexible. Yeah, what absolutely. Do you do for the ultra? Like, what I'm interested to know, like, what, how, like, the length of the session? Yeah, because yeah, it could be, so, be worth back going back to the week before, away from the the um the down week. Was was yes. the previous week more of a normal week? Um, it, to get us on that it, page. It was, it was kind of coming down a little bit off off of a big week the week before. Um, but there was a session involved in that, and that, I, I basically just did a ten k. I did a 10k tempo last threshold where um, I kind of tried to set a tempo effort. So not really not really focusing on pace too much in that session, but I think I did a 3k warm-up and then I went into sort of 5k just feeling like comfortably hard, if you like, um, and got to 5k and thought, like, can I find another gear here? Uh, and I was able to to push, push the second 5k. So the second 5k straight into that was more of a sort of threshold and yeah by the end I sort of come to that 10k mark it was like, like very yeah, I was ready to ready yeah, again it's like the way the way I sort of think of it is like in comparison to last year whereas all I did was volume I didn't really do any sessions and by the time I came to the race I, I, I wasn't really prepared mentally for how hard it was going to be so even though obviously you look at sessions and you think you, you, you want to try and like work on a bit of speed work or but for me like during an ultra it's like you can you get that sensation of how hard you're working over a short distance then taking that into like you know that when it gets to x amount of k's into an ultra whatever the distance is i mean hopefully it's not as early as it was last year that it starts to hurt but yeah that sort of back end of the it's not different i suppose to marathon training whereas when you do those sort of sort of shorter sessions and then you throw in like an easier long run, you want to sort of like those shorter sessions are aiming to that sensation of what it feels like in the last 10k or the last 5k of a, a longer event. So yeah. Yeah, and how yeah. hilly is the uh, is the actual ultra race pool? And then how do you cater for hills in the week? Do you check elevation come end of week or per session? Like it seems like you're always running on hills, but is there any purpose to it? Yeah, so again, that was probably, again, it's, it's a lot of learning from what I did last year. And I don't think, I was coming off a, an Achilles injury in 2021. So and throughout sort of 2022, it was like getting back into the running and, and, and racing again. And then at the beginning of 2023, the Achilles was, probably wasn't quite 100%. So I was taking it easy and trying to get a little bit of elevation in where I could. But the minute I sort of felt like a little flare up, I thought, I want to get to the race here, so I don't want to push it too much. Whereas this year, like coming into the, the start of this year, I probably felt a lot better um, and was able to sort of tackle the hills a little bit more. 
Um, the, the the elevation profile in Nusa, it's not too bad in terms of like for what the distance is. I think it's about seventeen hundred for um for eighty k. So it's it's nothing compared to some of these big ultras throughout the world. Um, and there's there's really sort of one section where I think it's maybe about 400, 450, where you go up and over. I think. Um, try to think what part of the course is. It's when you're coming into Quran. And then towards Pomona. So you've just just before that, I think it's about 30, 30 kilometers in. You sort of go up and over that or over about 15, 14 or 15 Ks it comes in there. So yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's just it's pretty much just trying to get as much sort of like conditioning in the legs as possible. And just most most of the, the hills that I run are easy. Um and just sort of taking it week to week and seeing how the, the body and the tendons react. So yeah. Yeah, the thing too is you've been out there like, as I joked about earlier, like uh, around midday, like in this extreme heat, and uh, like I'm running. I'll get to my week shortly, but I'm running five k to work and back, even after five k in this humidity, like just sculling the water. Running at that time of day is that like purposeful? Is that just fitting in around your, your coaching? Yeah, sometimes, and and then sometimes it is conditioning for what. So I'll actually like touch on that. Like rather than like so this this week. It's been a down week for me, but if I actually if I go back, I might actually go back three weeks. Um and so at the beginning of that week, let me just let me just double check my Strava. Um at the beginning of that week. So I, I generally coach I've I coach every second Monday, um, which is a really good session actually, because we do like a technique and drill session and it's just a good way of getting the body moving. Um, so it's good to sort of like well, so obviously you're coaching, you jump in and you're and you're doing that session at the same time. Um, I'm interested to know your weekly look. elevation on Strava. Yeah, <laughs> yours look. too, Ollie. Could oh, you yeah, do you terrible. live near heels? Terrible. Oh, a few, not many. I have zero heels where I live. Like literally. Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah. So yeah, so, so if I, if I go back to like this is like February, but the week began February twelfth. So on the Monday, I did I did a double run day that day, which I, that's where where I've tended to find more time to be able to run twice. So I actually did ten k's in the morning, just easy, nice and flat, um, and then I did a trail run in the afternoon, which was eighteen k's, um, and then so the, again, this is just easy. This is just like right, yeah, trying to mix it up on the road. Nusa is a bit mixed. It is. In the trails, there is some road, some grass. So, um, and I did a midweek long run, two hours. Um, again with those sort of midweek runs as well. It's more trying to dial in nutrition. So, um, I think looking at Strava here, I got six hundred meters elevation in that two hours, which was good. Wow. Yeah, um, good. on the, the yeah, Thursday, I did an easy hour, and then I, I did a session that week actually, which was um. Three lots is three minutes, two minutes, one minute. So sometimes I, I mix about like what you said as well, Brooke, where you're like whether you do time sessions or whether you do um distance based. Um so I, I did did just the one session that week. And then on the Friday, I did a 75 minute easy run. But then this was leading into a huge weekend. So I'll talk yeah. you through this weekend. This was this was masters. This this was this will be the biggest weekend I'll have in the lead up to the ultra. So I did I went out at five thirty in the morning, and I ran, just over eleven hundred meters of elevation. Did forty k's, 
in that, that run. Uh, so I was a time on legs is just under four hours. Um they, I then came home and I did a further 20k about 90 minutes after that. So I came oh, home. Yeah. I um I had I can't even remember. I don't really think I had much to eat. I was just drinking the fluids. I was I was eating, but I was I don't think I was really like taking much on. Um and I went out and did 10k solo and then um, our eldest daughter she came with me with 10k on the bike um and again it was just so that you, you touched on that ollie with the um like the time of day that was i think it was just after 11 a.m i went out on that run and i think it was about 30 degrees so oh. it was again it was again i just keep sort of referring to it but it's once you've actually done an event you you learn from that and mm-hmm. I, I do remember at one point last year, it was 29Ks, and that was when the race was almost over for me. Um, and, yeah, I remember sort of being out there in the, the blistering sun and just thinking, like, this this is just crazy. And I didn't mm-hmm. really do enough of that in the training the year before. So, yeah, so that was that. was that. And then on the Sunday, I managed to back it up with a – I think I did an hour on the Sunday. So that was when I ended up running 160Ks that week. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, most yeah. mostly – easy if you, if you if you can call it easy but um yeah mostly easy just time on legs and just trying to dial in nutrition run at different times of day and and throwing in a little bit of intensity as well so yeah yeah what time of day is the race is it not like a, a five or six a.m start is it later or just the fact that you so run we, for a long time so you run to yeah 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 time? so we we start at 6 a.m so yeah i mean you obviously you know what the temperatures are like just now and, and it's, it's actually getting a little bit cooler in the morning so it's it's one oh, of those yeah, things where it's 6, 6 a.m it could actually feel like maybe 21 22 degrees depending on what the humidity is like it could feel a bit cooler but by the time you've been out there for four or five hours and you're hitting that sort of midday it's it yeah if you've if you've been out the there heart I mean, rate just gradually goes up to like you just by the end it's you're going easy pace but it's it's hard yeah it's so different it's very different it certainly is, and it's like yeah, it's, the heart rate obviously it it will go up depending on like your effort, but depending on your your fueling level as well. So mm-hmm. if you're if you're um, if you're not taking enough fuel on, but you know it's like sometimes when you're out there, even if you're like if you're doing a marathon or um yeah, you you get to that stage where you need fuel, but it, you really struggle to take it on, and that's that's when it gets really hard. Yeah, hit the wall, no glycogen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. and you just you just don't want to take anything on, even though you you know you need something, or you, but that stage you're probably past the fact that you, you need something. But yeah, do you usually do like um a three day carb load? Um, I, I I try I try to increase it a little bit, um, but I I try to actually structure it more into like what I'm doing week to week. Oh, so yeah. like trying to not change because I had a bad experience at Gold Coast Marathon a couple of years ago where I probably consumed too much because my, like, yeah. my body wasn't conditioned to that and I had to stop for a toilet break about uh. 16 days in and yeah I mean I, I think I didn't stop long but it threw me off and I ended up still running yeah. quite well, well that day but when I think about it I probably like emphasized carb loading too much so it's like I try not yeah. to overthink it and, and try and think like if I've got a big run coming up on the weekend is is like leading into that, trying to eat a little bit more, but yeah. Yeah, I usually say try and cut all fiber out, so yeah, reduce the, the gastric issues. But yeah, like for clients, I say like no dairy, no nothing high in fat, 
and like every product is less than three grams per hundred grams yeah. of fiber. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I feel like you need to do it a few long runs in a row, like practice your carb load, like two long runs out and then practice again. And then, then you're good. But yeah, yeah that's probably one. Right. No, that's probably one area that like, obviously you you've coached, you coached that and you, you've got a qualification in nutrition as well, Brick. Yeah. I just got yeah, it last yeah. year. I've had a few, so, I've helped a few for Melbourne marathon. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's one area that I've probably have neglected, like as much as I've been improving over the years of running, it's I've never really actually went to anybody for proper nutrition or guidance or I've mm. kind of just tried to go along. And, yeah. It's all yeah, trial. So, Everyone yeah. works differently with different amounts too. Like even with recovery nutrition and everything, I feel like it's all just totally individualized. Yeah. Yeah. And do you actually sit so down that, with that, people, Brooke, one-on-one for the nutrition advice? Or is that just something that sort of complements the running coaching for you? I've tried to do Zooms, but having kids and trying to organize a Zoom call is a nightmare. Like this is perfect timing. So now I literally do everything just like by email. Yeah. And forms. So like with the carb load practice, so I call it a race fueling and practice plan. So they um, purchase the plan and then I send an email um, asking for like with a questionnaire, get all the info that I need and then um, create like the first plan three weeks out from the marathon or four weeks. Yeah. Four weeks um, to practice. They practice their second last long run. Then I send a reflection form. We fine tune the plan for the next one and then we do it again. And then they're usually by race day, they're ready to go. They know exactly what they need to buy beforehand. If they're traveling, they know exactly what they need for that carb load two days out. So I think, yeah, I like it because yeah, I don't, I, I still talk to them a lot, like back and forth emails and stuff. And I know a few of them because I coach some of them too, but, um, but yeah, it's more like a trial and error process over that four weeks. And yeah. most girls run PBs, so do you? <laughs> like, do you my girl run like five minute PB. <laughs> I was just going to ask on that note. Do you find that when when people contact you for nutrition guidance, that majority are underfueling? Oh yeah, yeah. I would yeah. say that most runners are underfueling. Yeah, yeah, and like have um like low energy availability. Yeah, yeah. chronic. Yeah, it's interesting. High. Even myself, like I didn't know before I got into it. I just didn't know the consequences of underfueling. And when you actually look at the nuts and bolts and the numbers of how much like energy you actually need, like it's really eye-opening. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think you can eat a lot more than often you expect. Yeah. I think that's something that I've definitely learned. Like it's not not restricting. Um, like I used to like when I was first getting into running, I, I obviously came from a background of being a bit heavier and, and trying to lose weight initially. And yeah, when you start running, it's like I'm running to like I'm, I'm burning calories here. I don't want to fuel. I don't want to eat calories at the same time. I'm, I'm out here running, but I've learned that yeah, particularly now like training for this ultra, I just eat everything in sight, and it's yeah, and I feel feel good for it. Like I just yeah, yeah, it's so, so much better I, than what it was previous. So yeah, I think sometimes like runners and like everyone, I think everyone's guilty of this. Like you just when you've been doing it a long time, you just forget how like energetically demanding running is. Like it's yeah. really tough on the body. Like, and you go to a basketball game and they're throwing around Gatorade, like left, right, center. Like it's just a natural thing in the culture. It wasn't really like that for runners and it's not yeah. really encouraged that often. But yeah, like it's, I think we forget how how hard it is on the body and how much more support that you need. Like, yeah. And if you're, if 
you're trying to sort of, yeah, if you're cutting corners and cutting calories, it it's like almost like trying to fill a bucket with a hole in it. Like it's just not yeah, going to yeah. yeah. <laughs> so and, you have and people, to- people don't actually realize that that's, that's the reason they get injured. Like you could, yeah. I mean, I don't know what, what the studies are out there in terms of running yeah. injuries and, and what it is, but you can imagine it's a high percentage that comes yeah. out like, under fueling. That's why people get injured. And I think like there's sometimes like the stigma, like that less is more, but they did a research recently that was like, um, cause obviously like there's consequence of, of under fueling, like over a chronic amount of time, which can lead to like red acid energy deficiency, yeah. Things. Yeah. but the start is LEA. So low energy availability. And apparently there was a study that was like, but if I think it was like less than a week of like, um, having a lower energy week can result in like a bone injury. Yeah. 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 So yeah. even like just a short term thing. So it's just, it's just, it's amazing. Like how, just cutting that one corner, it can have that effect. But yeah, yeah. the recovery is yeah, so important. Because when yeah. you think, of, I always say to the girls, like, it's like every time you run, you're like damaging your body on on purpose. So, and every time you hurt your body, your body's like, well, that was hard. I better get stronger in case she makes me do that again. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you really like if you don't have the elements and the fuel to to build that damage back up, like you're just gonna fall apart. It's like yeah. trying to build a brick wall with no, what's the stuff that you put the core together with? Yeah, it's like, it'll just like, it might stand up for a bit, but then it just yeah. crumbles and it's not a nice, strong yeah. wall, you know? Yeah. Sweet. I might uh, move through my week. Yeah, you, you've, got, you've got the probably the biggest week. Uh, yeah, well, it's pretty normal <laughs> for me now. Um, I've been about 70 to 80K in the last six weeks. But prior to that, I had an ankle injury, sprained my ankle pretty badly at the back end of mm-hmm. last year, um, actually. So it's it's been a got, bit of a progression to now. Have you got anything coming up before Nusa Oli? Or are you just, is this you building towards no, it? No, probably now? not. I, I did intend to do the 3K champs on the weekend, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the Queensland State Champs at UQ. Yeah. But yeah, I had dad duties, so couldn't get there. And I wouldn't have been yeah. any good anyway um, with my current <laughs> fitness. So. Um, for now, probably just Noosa, potentially um, some bits and pieces like running some hard park yeah. runs. But honestly, like I, I like to race less these days and I just love training and yeah. quality and consistency to to hit events. And um, like generally it has worked for me in the last few years doing that, um, getting PBs, if that's a way to to measure that success. But anyway, I'll get to to um this week. It, like I said, it's been awfully hot this week. I'm sitting here sweating. Our aircon's broken. It's been uncomfortable oh, no. uh, all day long at work without aircon too, and uh, and oh, also no. at night. So just yeah, drinking a lot of water at the moment, trying to eat a lot of food, and um, like I said, I've got a earlier a five to six k commute now to a new job at Nudgy College as a teacher, and we live in Nudgy, so it's been awesome to. I've never run as late as I do because I commute uh, via, uh, via foot, via running to work for about half an hour at 7am to 7.30, yeah. where usually it's like 5 or 5.30, if not earlier. Um, so it is definitely warmer and but and it is just a jog too, but I'm finding I'm getting to work um, and just getting on the cold tap and having <laughs> a number of uh, cups of water. Or uh, How often do you do that, Ollie? Do you do that every day then to work? Yeah, or I, tr- you... I trot most days there and back. I'm running, then yeah. I'll ride here and there to break up uh, the week 
like um because i'm also coaching so um yeah i run through the week and sort of show how that works with the run commute for example monday i didn't run it actually this week i didn't run monday or saturday i haven't had two days off in a week in a long time um maybe when i was injured back a, a few months ago with the ankle but normally it's monday is very easy if not a day off so i rode to work um both morning and afternoon and then tuesday is our coaching day in the afternoon so I actually jog to work. So I cover 6K in the morning, which the kids often forget as their coach. I run 6K before them about 12 hours earlier and then get out there. But they cover about 6K in their session. Then I have to obviously run home after that and I run with them. So you're looking at about, yeah, I'm hitting about 18 to 20K on Tuesday and Thursday, which I haven't done in the past either running that long in the week. If you add those up for a total, I guess, in the day, whereas yeah. normally I'm hitting like, 10 to 13 K and I'm actually finding then come Saturday, which I had that day off, I'm either running, um, yeah, very short or having a day off like this week. Yeah. So Monday didn't run at all. And then Tuesday, yeah, just running sessions with the boys at the moment, which is so when you're, if if you're jumping in with the boys and doing like that six gear, you like jumping in as part of the session, whatever they're doing, or you just jogging or. Yeah, so we, we try and split up in the coaches, but generally so far, I've been there now four weeks doing it. I'm just running at yep. the front with the guys. Um, yeah. And the really fast guys aren't actually there for the nudgy training. The coach will train them later, which right. is a good thing because they probably smashed me anyway. But there's a couple still ahead of me, which is awesome. So I'm actually um, chasing them, but often pacing some guys behind me. So I'm probably not flat out in the sessions, like 100%, but like I might be 90, 95% of, of effort, which I kind of don't mind at the moment it being so hot, but they, they do yeah. just general variation, like yeah, 1k reps or 400s um, and, and that, different is that your, reps and things. Is that your session for the week as well then? Is that like when you jump in and do that or do you do anything specific yourself? Yeah, for the moment, not so, as both of you may know, I've run with Bert for a few years. So normally I've, I've been heading there, but uh, with our newborn now, um, and this new job being around the corner and coaching commitments, I've, I've found at the moment it's working just to run with them uh, on a Tuesday anyway. Uh, and yeah. yeah, longer term, hopefully getting back. There's a separate Friday session, the threshold, um, which I'll get to in, in the next sort of few weeks, I hope, uh, moving forward. But yeah, Tuesday and Thursday, therefore, are stacked. And then Wednesday, I'll sort of hit about 10 to 12K with that commute both ways. And And this jogging is seriously like, Absolute jogging. It could be five, like anywhere between five and six minutes. It's dead flat. Yeah. There's no hills. Um, and it's a very boring route on a main road. But hey, I get to kill two birds with one stone and yeah, and jogging to work. And at the end of journey, room's fantastic, locker and showers. But the one thing, honestly, at the moment, I might take a, a body lesson to cool down. I'm like just sitting in my seat before getting ready for the first class, even period one, yeah. just sweating my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> You, you think I'm, of it, I mean, I'm in aircon in the office. It's weird. So. The um, the, the the price of fuel. You must be saving a lot of money as well with that. <laughs> oh, heaps. Yeah, like honestly, thinking about selling the car. It's um so convenient, so convenient. Yeah. And um yeah, then come Friday, um I think I think I'd run at least two work. One second. Oh yeah, so. Yeah. So generally Tuesday is my hard day. And then Friday is the threshold, which I, I'll try and get to out with the Burke guys at the moment. Like I said, just with work and the newborn, I've just been doing it solo. So I, I literally on the way to work, 
uh, it's yeah, 6k, but a standard warm up for, you know, is two, three, 4k for, um, a semi-competitive runner. So, and I run with a phone or a backpack. So I'm literally 3k into this run on Friday. And then I hit, I'll just go straight into threshold pace at 3k, yeah. which at the moment I, I always do it to feel, but I'm coming out with like three fifties to start just feeling like fully gassed after one K it's so humid. It's seven fifty, you know, 7am or something. And, um, do you have like your heart rate? Did you know your heart rate for it? No, I really actually want a heart rate monitor before, but my heart rate is strangely very low. When, uh, Paul was talking earlier about heart rate, like it has been a bit higher, like the run to work on Mm -hmm. Tuesday, my heart rate for me for an easy run was very high 140. Now this is a weird thing. So and this is only wrist heart rate, but it's it's a pretty decent Garmin watch. Um, yeah. A couple of years back in my 10K PB, my heart rate was 139 for that race on my watch, which is not perfect, I know. But considering like I use it all the time, I know what sort of it, it stands for in a sense. Yeah. That That's what this humidity is doing at the moment. Um, mm. So, yeah. And then, yeah, come Friday... Uh, with that just two by 10 minutes and i just went straight onto the track so nudgy college has the nice blue running track here brooke i know oh, you have like a sort of blue track yeah. and yeah. just oh, jump on so there lucky. yeah it's so good and uh did my yeah pretty much my second 10 minute on the track and this is a thing for for the newbies or people that haven't run on a track much normally your watch will unless you've got a track mode will tell you that you're running further hence your mm-hmm. your pace is quicker so it was it was showing me um th- like low three forties, and how I knew that was wrong. I I prefer to look at um, a lapse time after each lap. So um, did the quick math one thirty per four hundred. Uh, you double that mm-hmm. for eight hundred three minutes. You halve it again. It's forty five seconds. So you're hitting three forty fives if you cover one thirty for each four hundred. And I was, but then my watch was saying three forty one forty twos. Ah. So yeah, my first 10 minute was about 350 and then 345s. And this is where like initially I'm like, wow, how am I going to run 335 pace again like last year for a half? But you're solo. It's on the way to work. I'm holding my phone. It's humid. I'm running next to traffic. I've got to think about how am I cutting onto the track to continue this session after it? Like it's not a race environment. There's so many factors Mm. in there. So that's where like I think now being a bit older and more experienced, I don't stress too much about it. And I recall last year doing a lot of, and for me, threshold, I guess threshold by definition is for most people about an hour, um, which is based off for some half marathoners who run close to an hour, but for a lot of us, that's not the truth. (laughs) So for me, that's really running to half marathon pace as much as I can. Um, And we'll talk about what's coming up shortly, but leading up to the event, uh, and then also in the long run, but yeah, then Saturday had the day off and this morning ran with a mate, um, just by coincidence, a mate I'd run with a couple of years back. I met randomly through a mate moved in after I did like two streets up and he's a weapon. He, he's, um, he's, he's run like a high two twenty marathon, um, 31 ish 10 K. Oh, yeah. Uh, Drew Williams, his name is. So you ran with oh, him yeah, this morning. Yeah. No, no. Another name, yeah. And uh that's just awesome to to have mainly someone to chat to, have not run hard with him yet. He dropped me pretty quickly, but <laughs> yeah, um, he's a good runner too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So 
Uh, yeah. And this morning, yeah, as by way of example on that, I did um, about 14, 15K. And because he wanted to run an hour with me, sort of did an hour first with him. And I was intending to do like a couple K separated of race pace or to feel anyway in there. So I decided to run with him for the hour, not cut him off and then um, do 15 minutes or about, th well, it was more so like 3K of threshold pace. And again, like I run, run to feel, look at my watch a few yeah. times. It's reading like 347, 48, 49. I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. Whatever yeah. at the moment. <laughs> And uh, just jog home about 500 meters and I'd covered 18 and then 73K for the week. Yeah. 73? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So the, that's been my sort of happy zone, 70 to 80K for training mm. for tens and halves. I found with a family too in the last yeah. couple of years. And I, I just think being consistent is so important. So like mm. I've had started last year just – injury free for ages hitting 70 to 80k real mm. quality like again that tuesday and that friday week in week out through the humidity you, and then seeing that you just fitness. find you find that sweet spot don't you that that spot where you you can just go out and you can run and you could do it week after week like you say consistently and not get injured the minute you try to maybe ramp it up a little bit that's when you start to experience maybe a few niggles and things but yeah mm -hmm. But it's 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 interesting how you talk about like paces and you obviously have a, a goal in mind again for Nusa and based on what you've done last year and I think now as well because like Brooke touched on it as well and earlier when she was talking about her week and like how if you've maybe come off a, a down week or you maybe come back for an, an injury and you just run your sessions to feel and I mm -hmm. think that's what it's all about right now. Like you've mentioned, Ollie, there's so many different contributing factors like the humidity, the heat, like you're running by back part, you're running with, you're not you're not gonna be doing that on race day and come May, it should hopefully be cooler than it is right now. And so mm. yeah, I think like a lot of time is rather than trying to kill yourself in every session and just like like you say, go out based on effort and gradually if you're consistent and that effort is gonna remain the same, but the pace gets a bit quicker. So yeah. Yeah, so true. I feel like it's something that comes with experience too. Like I remember when I was younger if like my pace was a bit slower than the week before, I'd like have a, I'd freak out, you know, and I'd overthink it and yeah. think something's wrong. And you then you start going down a rabbit hole and start thinking, oh, yeah. my iron and all this stuff, which is legit. But I feel yeah. like over the years, like your bad sessions, you just like, you just get them done. You know what I mean? I always yeah. say like better done than good. If it's, yeah. if you're just out there just doing it, <laughs> you know what I mean? I think like, yeah, I think it's something though that comes with experience to just sort of just think, yeah, that consistency of the week matters more, you know, yeah, it does, yeah. Then stressing so much about pace and everything. And yeah, it's, it's, it's hard thing to get your mind around too, because sometimes if you're doing a session, you're, you're thinking, oh, how am I going to hold this pace? Like, you know, in yeah. a marathon, half marathon, but then you, when you've done it, you're like, oh, I felt this exact way, you know, two blocks ago and it, it was all fine. But it is that yeah. thing, like considering, you're not tapered. It's it's your paces during a training week is not going to be your PB paces. If it is, yeah. you're probably going to run a PB. You know yeah, what I mean? Like it, yeah. never. You're always going to be fatigued or a little bit underfueled or something's always going to be going on and playing in that week because it's a big week. Like yeah, it's yeah. just another reason not to stress about it. Yeah. 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 And the thing is, like, I I know like like on Friday I could have run 
335 pace for two by 10 minutes. E like, not easily, but like I could do that, but I'm choosing to, mm -hmm. in my mind is this is a pace right now in this current state and in this very moment that I could run a half. If someone said, mate, you got to now run past 20 minutes to an hour, 15, 16, 17, whatever. This is what I'd continue at. Yeah. Yeah. That, and like, that's, that's what you're meant to do. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Like it's all, it's not just like it pace is not always everything. Like there's all these environmental factors and other factors that play into pace. So I feel like if you're always looking at pace and stressing about pace, it's, it's hard to, find positives because there's always something to affect it yeah yeah i always feel like whenever like if i'm thinking from the past there's only two outcomes when you're dedicated to part there to pace and it's like you, you glance down and it's either too fast or too slow and immediately yeah. you think i've either got to work harder here or i need to back it off it's a lose-lose situation yeah it is yeah and it's like one of the like sometimes if you're if you're meant to or you, you want to feel like you're running faster and you're not doing that you kind of just have to accept that that's what you can do that day it's yeah. one session it's it's i mean particularly if it's not if it's not a, a an a go it's not an a race if it's just like a part run or a session it's like you've always got the next week so don't don't let it consume you just go out and do what you can and recover well from it so yeah yeah that's so right yeah yeah well yes speaking of that um let's look ahead and uh yeah this is road to noosa uh runaway paul but of course you're uh event will be part of it in noosa too but the ultra uh, yes i know how, yeah, yeah how, how how is that gonna um look for for you paul considering what well, that's three weeks away but then i want to learn about how you guys progress things as you get closer to an event say particularly a half and a marathon where you want to be running long enough you want to be um also hitting that pace and um at that race pace for a decent amount of time to give you that real physical and mental confidence leading into the event so yeah how's that going to look for you Paul in the three weeks and and if things pull up okay uh post that leading into the marathon yeah so obviously like three weeks to go now it'll be taper time and just like yeah just try and make sure I'm in like, as healthy and fit a condition as I can be leading into the 80k um and then the reason I kind of thought like the, the thought process for doing the Noosa full because I, I swithered between doing a half or doing a full but I actually did the GC30 last year and I had a really mm. right, really good good race there I think I, I think I, I can't remember what the finishing time it was I, I was 3.32 pace for 32Ks and I finished that like race really really strong and it was just that little element I thought could I have hold could I have like come close to holding that for another 10K it's one of those unknowns like you you could have blown up in the next two k you you might have got through who knows um but that was just one of the factors I thought this year like if I can pull up well from the eight to k I think I was back running within maybe a week sort of ten days and then I'll follow a lot of the program that I did for the g c thirty last year um the emphasis will come a lot it'll be, it'll be put more a lot on the um the long runs um it will, like obviously we've been speaking about pace not being a, a a huge factor but I do like to try and dial in that comfortable long run pace like target pace for what the, the marathon goal is going to be and do mm. some right big sessions um, um, tailored around that so that that will be my main focus 
try and get a little bit of speed in the legs because I've like I say like after doing eighty k's, it's a lot of long, long, slow stuff at the minute. So yeah, initially it'll be trying to get a bit of speed in the, in the legs, and then like I say, the um, the emphasis will be on the the long sessions and around about that marathon pace or even slightly quicker. So yeah. Yeah, so give us an example of like the penultimate session, that one before the main event, um, three, you know, two, three, four weeks out, uh, and then when it starts to decline as a marathon in terms of mileage, like what's your big one look like incorporating that, term, incorporating that race base? In terms of in terms of the actual like like an individual like long run, yeah, the long run, like, yeah, yeah. So um, it will be. For for a marathon, it will be a, like it'll be thirty plus k's. So whether that be it might be as long as thirty six to forty k's. Um, and again, it'll it'll be something along the lines of maybe twenty five to thirty k's at marathon pace. Um, that's what something similar to what I've done before anyway. But um, I don't know exactly what it'll be. But yeah, um, it'll be something and around about there and. What that pace is, I obviously get a better idea, like when that when that sort of comes around. But yeah, yeah. If, if, if I was doing, if I was doing, say, let's just say thirty eight k's, I'd maybe have a a decent sort of five k, just nice and easy to start with, and then build through it, and yeah, try and hit a good a good comfortable pace, um, for for about yeah twenty five to thirty k's. Yeah, so you prefer the blocks like a straight twenty k effort or segmented so you've got like a, a time I'd probably to like on. yeah again it's I've, I've i've played about with both of them yeah um i do actually prefer like doing a doing a block as opposed to like jumping between the gears um it's just a personal preference i guess yeah yeah how about you brooke the half marathon is a bit different in terms of the that length but maybe similar in terms of the effort ratio of race pace in that that last sort of long run yeah like i'm gonna try the like i said earlier um just doing the three two workouts but longer so i'm basically gonna do like a fart like on a monday um and then more of a threshold run on a thursday and just try and build it each week like obviously the paces start um i think i'm just gonna go more by heart rate like try not to get for my threshold try not to get over like 170 to 175 so just hover around like that comfortably hard half marathon pace um and then my long run yeah on a saturday starting at about like 18k building up to about maybe 26 towards the end of the six week i'm going to go by six weeks because i've got half marathon in new zealand in six weeks and i know from experience that if i try to go longer than six weeks i always get sick or injured so now i just go six weeks is a sweet spot taper race and then I'll build from the New Zealand race and then go into Noosa so mine's very organized <laughs> how um, how will you approach the 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 um half marathon in New Zealand would that be will you try and run that hard or would that be more of a sort of training run or yeah I'm gonna try and run that hard run yeah that hard, I'm gonna yeah. do a yeah. full taper I feel like it, I know from experience if I don't actually have like that deload rest week it'll just um it'll just happen because of some reason out of my control. Like it always yeah, yeah, happens. Yeah. It happened just so many weeks, like so many times. So I just think now I just might as well plan a race, but yeah, I'll do it properly and probably yeah. have a recovery week before I go again for the next block for Noosa. Yeah. I've yeah. also got a race in Devonport in, so when we check in again, I'll, I'll have done, I'll be in Devonport. So I've got a 10 K race there. 
but I'm just going to include that as part of training. So I'm going to probably train through. I think I've got like a progressive tempo on the Thursday and then a couple of easy days and then the race Sunday, but I'm just going to go that at like, yeah, threshold, comfortable pace, not like a full on 10 K road race where I'm trying to go real fast. Um, and I'm doing things like, um, like doing starting off with a fart leg that's a bit faster. So it'd be like, um, like trying to do like 320 or even faster pace at the start with like a float and then a five minute break and then go into some tempo after the session. Cause I did a lot of that last year and I felt that like it was really good. Cause sometimes when you're doing a lot of like longer threshold work and half marathon work, I feel like you lose your speed a bit. And I feel like it's important to do that at Noosa cause it's really flat and you can really get going. Mm-hmm. So at that, on that course. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to do that towards the end. Like, um, yeah, the fart, fast fart, like at the start break and then threshold. Um, and I'm also going to do a lot more strength. I don't know if you guys do strength, but I've been really lazy at it this oh, year. But every... You do? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, big in it. I'm big in it strength, yeah. I've... Yeah, like I used to love it, but I find that um, that's probably the one thing that gets me the most. Like I feel like my like my breathing and everything's fine in a race, but it, I just get really cramped in the, group, in the glutes and I just don't feel like I've got the strength, like the hamstring strength and stuff. So yeah. I'm going to make that a big focus. And just do focus on strength that's like um like longer reps with like low weight and just for like endurance and yeah but um so I'm gonna try and do strength like three times a week yeah and do some tw- Pilates twice so that's my big commitment for this block but yeah I think if you if you're gonna like um like include strength work I like, I actually find like doing the big volume strength gets a little bit neglected so I try to fit in maybe three to four. 15 to 20 minute sessions a week and just focus oh, on yeah. single leg, single leg work. Yeah. And I find that's really good. I mean, I, I do like when my running volume is a little bit less, I do try and go a bit heavier with the weights. Um, but yeah, I, I think yeah. I find, I find if you can like, I'm, I'm lucky because I'm based in a gym for work. So uh, if, I, if I get like half an hour here or 20 minutes yeah. here, I just, I just jump in and just try and do some single leg work. And I definitely find that that's been a massive contributing factor to, yeah. to how I've improved over the, over the last sort of four, it's, three, four it's years. It's really hard to fit it in when you yeah. run. I think I'm excited because this time I'm doing just two sessions. It gives you that. I hate to do it the day before a session. So I've always found it really hard to do strength and then yeah, recover enough in time. Yeah. Do it that day after. Yeah. Like load load up the day, but run first. Yeah. 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 That's a good way of doing it, actually, is if you just load up that one day. So you run first, and then if you can do like a a weight session like later that day, whether it be like straight after or in in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Depends depends on when you're going to do your next session as well. You want to still be fresh enough to do that. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to try and do it um, like the day after a session because then I've got the next day to rest. Yeah, yeah. And um, the only day I'll do it on a session day will be like my long run day. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I've always found that in the past it's hard to fit in. So, um, so yeah, I'm excited to do that because, yeah, I think it definitely plays a big part. And I think too, like I'll have to like just mentally prepare for like the adaption phase like I know it's gonna I'm gonna be really sore for like the first two weeks I'm just not gonna really focus on pace for that adaption phase because I know that the strength will pay off in the long run so yeah yeah. yeah, because I remember like years ago when I did a lot of it like I couldn't I could not hit paces like my glutes are just so sore so I think (laughs) like you've got it almost hard I, I read a quote on Instagram actually some personal trainer they said 
you know, suck it up if it hurts. Like you end up getting, you know, you want to be strong on race day. So yeah. you, you got to work through yeah. that sauna. Through the weeks, yeah. like way early, it doesn't matter that much. Yeah, suck it up if you're a few seconds slower on a session or yeah, yeah, just jog for two days after it and load up that day. Yeah, yeah. So um, so yeah, so that's the plan. And 26K <laughs> for a, your longest long run, that like, of course, there's runners out there doing that for a half, but I certainly don't. Like I'm even content. Oh, really? With- 20k and haven't run a half even before it i probably will but like yeah. because that's for me that's time based so i'm often around hour 30 for 20k i'm running an hour 15 16 17 for the race so i'm 15 minutes further into the run time wise so you're into 26k you're far over that time you're actually running for but that must give you confidence though coming down to 21k yeah um I thought I'd honestly get a bit more. I thought I'd be doing like 28 or two hours. Yeah. Cause I usually like I've done two hours in the past, but yeah, I'm happy with 25 K. What's your plan, Ollie? Yeah. So yeah, I I'm always consistent with the training. So 70 to 80 K is what I do. I don't run massive mileage and that might sound like a lot to someone who doesn't run a lot, but you know, we've all, we all train with people probably more like Paul that um, running up to 150 K so it's not like I've got, I haven't got anywhere to increase. I don't want to increase mm. anyway, because for me, that's hard to fit in. There's risk of injury. It's now about really like making it quality and it's the long run that changes the most. So it's yeah. um, incorporate, like I haven't incorporated any race pace until this morning and that's 12 weeks away. And even this morning, I think I could have skipped it considering that length of time away and, and the heat. So yeah, I'll get to, I'd like to get to, the last couple years before Gold Coast, which is which is normally my bigger event, um, as much as like three by five k, so fifteen k, literally at that effort or pace, and it's worked a treat, like mentally knowing that all I need to do is run six extra k in a race environment and do the same pace, if not a little bit quicker, and uh, I did in the last couple of years. So uh, yeah, I'll get to something like that, and hopefully by then I'm running closer to that sort of 340 sub 340 pace by then. Do you always go by that? Like, do you always just go by how you it's progressing throughout the weeks? As in pace wise? Yeah. Like when you on race day, like, do you go, okay, I've done this pace for the last six weeks. It's been getting faster progressively. I can feel progress. And then you're like, feel confident. Yeah, it's literally, it's like second nature, right? Like, and it just feels so comfortable that like it's firm when you run that pace the few weeks leading into the event, but you just, you know, it so well, it, it is some, mm-hmm. a pace you can literally hold for, for a fair chunk over an hour. And that is a long time for those who don't run a lot, but that's what I tell people like as a coach or a, a mate or a runner is that you can learn a pace and you can run a solid pace if you're smart about it and train that pace a lot. So yeah, it definitely mm-hmm. gives the confidence, but I don't, I hardly check my watch in a race. Like literally Brooke at Noosa, I checked it at the start and it said, it said 340 and I checked it at the end coming in the last two Ks and it said 338. And that's, yeah. that's the only, literally wow. um, my word, that's the only time I check my watch and that's how I like to run. And that might get different as I get older and a bit more anxious about hitting the, the markers and the pace that I want to get PVs. But that's a real feel thing for me, yeah. And that's really, to know, that's like, actually really intuitive. 
Sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say I was interested to to see like what where where we how you come about determining that pace like like what why why did you like why was it three forty? Do you feel like you could have gone quicker than that, or do you feel like no, that's the pace that I feel comfortable and that's the pace that I can probably target? No, it's pretty pretty much after a few k going. Okay, I'm gonna have a look yeah. at my watch because right now this feels like a pace I I'm, I'm able to hold to the end. And I kind of want validation. And, and yeah. what I found years ago was I was just checking it all the time. Yeah. And it made me super anxious and like stressed about it. And I don't, I don't like running stressed. I sort of like, as you said, Brooke, I'm doing it that pace all the time. And I'm so used to it. And I trust it. And I trust the race, like picking people mm. out now that in that race, I can trust who I can run with as well. And at the end of the yeah. day, like if, if I finish knowing I've given my entire effort, I trust that. In fact, if that hasn't hit a PB, then like yeah, right, yeah. life yeah. goes on because I've yeah. given my best effort, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's really good. It seems like you're like a really intuitive, like really intuitive runner. And that, yeah, that's, I don't, yeah, I don't work that out. Like I didn't run 347 pace on Friday. Because I was Three looking weeks. at my watch every minute to hit that pace. Yeah, that was yeah. literally that's, that's what just, it was. Yeah, just a firm, a firm pace. I know is just not a flat out like three k, five k pace. That yeah, yeah, that I I could hold for a while if someone asked me to hold it for a while. <laughs> so how how soon if if you look at Nusa and say twelve weeks away just now, do you have a a goal time in mind that you want to do that, or will that be something that you'll evaluate? closer to the time like three three weeks out you think oh, this is what i think i'm capable of no i will but like yeah if i can hit the mileage and yeah continue in this way then like i'm confident uh i can get another pb but yeah and i'm getting older but you know elliot kipchoge gives me confidence i think he got the world record at 37 and i'm just below <laughs> that so yeah, I'm backing that, but that that can quickly change kind of as a runner. Um, if you get yeah, yeah. Your, the training hasn't gone Absolutely. the way it has, or let's Absolutely. say the weather's still hot for another few months, you just don't know. So yeah, I'll play it by year. But if yeah, if things go well, yeah, fingers crossed. Hopefully, I can I can lower that time. Awesome. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, I need to be like you. I think I'm so many times have blown up in races and just gone. Yeah, I think it's so important, especially in the half marathon. I haven't raced a marathon, but yeah, like being really intuitive with the pace and how it feels yeah. and yeah, trusting trusting that pace, yeah. Yeah, well, the thing is like a few months later, I'd run the Gold Coast event too with that in mind. And I did do a very similar thing, check the pace at the start and end. And I that race was terrible, like I got a PB, yeah. but it was awful. It was the most painful thing yeah. I've ever done because I went out really hard. I didn't blow up yeah. massively, but I sort of went, I went out three thirties and I saw low three thirties on my watch and I thought, well, who cares? Like, this is the way I feel yeah. right now. I'm just going to hold it as long as I can. And then about 15 K it started to go downhill a bit till about three forty-five pace. So again, I sort of went with the feel and that was also pack based because there was just a couple guys with me and then there was like a massive gap behind me so you sort of in that moment i think it's important to pick out runners that that can help you get to where you want to get even though it might be a bit faster yeah yeah it's a hard one sometimes because 
yeah, if it's a good pack, you don't want to like let it go. Yeah. Cause it could really help you. But then if it's too, it's a hard one because it's, it, if it's too fast and you're like a double-edged sword, you'd be like, oh. Is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you drop off the back of that pack, it can get very hard very soon. Yeah, yeah. Very it quick, does take doesn't time, it? doesn't so. it? And like you guys have been running for a while now and uh, you trust your pace to a degree. You, you can't really do that. Let's say you, you started running this year. That's a very difficult thing to do. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Yeah, it's something you do. I, like Similar to to you talking there about being quite intuitive with your pace like i best one of the best runs i've ever had was jetty to jetty half marathon last year and i didn't look at the watch once i just i, I raced it and i ended up finishing third i caught the guy about two k's to go i think it went past and I, I just knew that when i looked at the watch and I, I knew roughly what pace i was doing and roughly what time i was going to finish and it was yeah almost bang on the money and i hadn't looked yeah. at the watch the whole whole race so yeah. It was just it was just so good, just that feeling that like like yeah, you just knew how the body was feeling. So yeah. Mm. Yeah, I definitely challenge That's runners good. to do that. And 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 the other thing too is like it depends on how you train because I feel particularly you, Paul, like your training's so varied, hilly, uh, flat, longer runs, shorter stuff in the gym. Like I'm very monotonous in my training. Like I'm hitting that same mileage, like we're saying it's very flat around here. So like you you, you learn to sort of adapt in the week and how you train and get to know that super well. Like I'm often always on roads too, a bit of gravel, yeah. a bit of grass, but predominantly it's road running. Yeah. I think um, I was probably like some similar when I first first started out running, I just I'd maybe do a base of 60, 70 Ks a week. Um, and I think just like looking at other runners and just taking advice from like more experienced runners. Cause it's like you say, when you first start out, like, you are quite consumed by by the watch and everything's got to be perfect this perfect that whereas just taking advice from other people who are like maybe better than you or just older wiser been there and done it um and just getting a bit off more off road and taking it easier that's probably been like the biggest reason for for my improvements is just taking it easier and just being being able to back up day after day like i tend to run seven days a week so um, and the body can just just manage to do it. So yeah, just been a bit bit more streetwise. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Anything to add there, Brooke? Otherwise, I think we're getting pretty close to the end. Nine thirty here now in Brisbane. Ten thirty your end. Yeah, I just wanted to share a hack. Actually, go for it. I have a hack that's been working for me. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this is I've tried this recently, and this seriously works. I after every run, I have a whole liter of up and go energize. And it oh, feels yeah. like I haven't run. Like, like my, the recovery is so quick. And you know, sometimes Ollie and, oh yeah, like you just, you like got to quickly do your run and then you got to like put on the parent hat and you're so tired and you've got no energy. I swear to God, I have this smoothie or this drink and I'm just like normal, like within an hour. I'm just like, usually like what used to happen is I'd have, I'd just be like trying to, run and then quickly like play with Huddy and like organize him and it's really stressful but anyway I just wanted to share this hack that I found <laughs> no I'm with you I've, I've literally started smoothies myself like protein powder <laughs> down there like mixed berries honey sugar in it I think it's just immediate carbs particularly after those longer efforts when it's hot too yeah and, and, and yeah that I think it's a massive benefit 
Yeah. So I think it's something like, it's like 70 grams of protein and a hundred grams of carbs. So, cause I know it, cause it's like on the thing, but yeah, it's, it's just like being so good. Cause I just feel like I haven't even ran and I'm, I'm like, who am I straight away? <laughs> Ready to go again. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Okay, well, Brooks thanks hat. for your time tonight, guys. Uh, yeah. Minute left on the clock, which is just Zoom's yeah. thing telling me to upgrade, but it allows for a bit of a incentive to wrap these up in a good time. And yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll chat in a few weeks and see where things are at. Paul will be pretty close to his tape of the ultra and uh, Brooke yeah. and I will yeah. continue uh, increasing that quality, I guess. And Brooke maybe a bit more mileage as she continues towards New Zealand. Uh, so yeah. thanks for your time and I'll get this up for tomorrow. Perfect. Cool. Thanks guys. Cheers guys. Thanks guys. See ya. See ya. If you enjoyed listening to this episode or the local legend in running podcast in general, please jump on Spotify, give it a rating. I'd much appreciate it. Thank you.